Hey everybody, welcome to the Lead Volunteers Podcast. My name is Jeff and I'm the host of the podcast. My name is Josh Denhart and we are super grateful that you're here. In keeping with our value of getting right after it, we're going to jump right in and not have a whole bunch of random fluffy talk and make you wait and move through a bunch of random chatter to get to the good <laughs> stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many ads I've seen whether through Instagram, Facebook, where I say, sign up for this, watch this five minute video and then sign up and then two weeks i'll tell you the secret sauce to gain <laughs> yeah, more yeah. muscles or yeah whatever or, or you know a random <laughs> podcast that does have a bunch of random ads we don't that does have a whole bunch of random chatter that is that just seems nonsensical and then mm-hmm. 15 minutes in finally they're getting to yeah. the topic at hand mm-hmm. right? no we'd rather have this feel like a little mini breakout session right in your pocket right. or just like you're sitting down with us for a cup of coffee to to get talk some, ministry that's right mm-hmm. and and get today we're talking about recruiting That's right. And so here's the deal. Uh, The most powerful form of recruiting is done in person. Nothing replaces a tap on the shoulder. Now, I have to go back years ago. I, I was attending a large national conference at literally one of the largest churches in the country. And the senior pastor of that church took the stage and I sat down and thought to myself, Literally, I, I, I thought, wow, it must be easy working at a church this large. Finding volunteers at a church this large must be easy. About 30 seconds later, in all seriousness, that senior pastor said, now somebody may be sitting out there thinking, wow, it must be easy working for this church. Finding volunteers at a church this large would be easy. <laughs> Amazingly mm-hmm. enough, that is exactly what I have been thinking almost to a T. And we want to say that nothing is further from the truth. In today's episode of the Lead Volunteers podcast, we will discuss this powerful paradigm shift that took place in me at that conference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just I'm picturing you sitting there at the conference in the huge building. You're looking around kind of in awe. I've, been at churches like that where I just kind of look around like I'm a tourist in New York City looking at all the tall buildings like yeah. whoa what is this and how easy is it to fall in the, I've done it myself too maybe not that ironically where I've had the thought and then <laughs> yeah. 30 seconds later he's like calls you out on it he did but the exact oh if only I had this if only I had it must be so easy all of this the big church equals tons of volunteers equals easy gig right mm-hmm. and that's exactly um that's what happened to me. And I thought that it would be so easy to have a, ma- like to have a massive team of volunteers at my fingertips if I only worked at a big church with bigger budgets and a bigger pool of people to draw from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we've all, we've all had big church envy at one time or another, right? Yeah, for sure. And the honest truth is that the larger the church, the more challenging it is to find volunteers. I'm going to say that again. The honest truth is that the larger the church, the more challenging it is to find volunteers. It is, it's an inverse relationship. Big church, harder to get volunteers. Small church, it's easier to get volunteers. Now, I'm going to unpack this and back up what I'm saying. True, effective volunteer recruiting comes down to relationships. In a large and ever-growing church, it becomes exponentially harder to develop substantive and significant relationships with individual people as the church gets bigger. No matter if you serve in a small church with a limited volunteer pool or a large church where it appears as if the volunteer pool is really, really, really large, listen, recruiting is always a challenge. But because it comes down to relationship, The fact is that as the church grows, we have a harder time connecting in a real way with people in a real way that really matters. In addition, here's the funny thing. 
as the church gets larger and larger, the, the, the amount of random administrivia you find yourself doing just blows up. Did, are we just making up words here on the yeah. Lead Volunteers podcast? Is that a new one? Admini- administrivia? Administrivia. Yes, it is a combination of the word administration and trivia. I combined them together <laughs> and I call it administrivia. Love it. These, World first here on the yes, Lead Volunteers right. podcast. And these, by the way, it's going to be in, in Webster soon. Can't no, wait. Yes, but there are things that seem to, are like seemingly trivial that have to be done to succeed. And just like rabbits make a lot of little baby rabbits, big churches seem to breed trivial tasks that suck time and energy. Administrivia. Hmm, got it. That, like the new word, administrivia. But it, the problem is that as a church grows more and more, I guess the random tasks, they just seem to pop up like nobody's business. They like, do. Mm-hmm. You're exactly right. And those random tasks, this stuff that I call administrivia, it takes time. That time requirement can squeeze out some of the important tasks of relationship building. I've watched it time and time because the machine, okay, the machine of a big church ministry, it's almost as if it needs to be fed. And that feed is your time. Mm-hmm. And you therefore have less of it. And therefore, you're feeding the machine, not realizing that people are the business of the ministry. The silly machine is the means to connect with people. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just as the church and, and ministries grow, so does the need for more people and more tasks. And it just... It gets the, it blows up. It scales. And it I scales. Don't, it's, maybe you don't see that from the outside. Yes, and, and, and I, as easy. Exactly. And so I have seen people, and I was one of them clearly mm-hmm. because I was at a I was at a large church, but I was at now a super, super, super large church, mm-hmm. and I made the assumption that it must be easier. And I would think that somebody who's at a church of three hundred and fifty would think that the next leap to a thousand three hundred and fifty would be easier. And I'm telling you, it is fundamentally not that way. Mm-hmm. The bigger it gets, the more complex it gets. And the, the collateral damage, Jeff, is that relationships can take a backseat to the machine of ministry. That's mm-hmm. the pain point that I'm talking about today. Yeah, exactly. And so going back, you're sitting at this conference and the senior pastor of this large church, he bursts your bubble on right. recruiting volunteers. It's not actually not a lot. It's not inherently easier just because our church is bigger. So what, what did he suggest? I assume he went on from there. He, he did. Just, he All did. right, thank you. Let's pray. But uh, what did he suggest was the best way to recruit yeah. volunteers? You know, what he said actually changed everything for me. And it, and it's, it's, you know, we all have those moments, but what he said was nothing replaces a tap on the shoulder. Hmm. Nothing replaces a tap on the shoulder. So the most powerful, 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 excuse me, form of recruiting is done in person. So after having a, served as a children's director for 10 years at a large-ish church, I found that a lot of things worked for volunteer recruiting and even more things did not work. Having the senior pastor make an impassioned plea to get more volunteers in the children's ministry as a call to action for one of his sermon points was an absolute utter fail. Nothing. Also, having an atrium display with banners, posters, pamphlets, and a pen and a paper with opportunities for people to sign up and serve in children's ministry typically resulted in little to no results. Fail. Sending out a mass email to all, all of the parents. Notice how these are anti-tap on the shoulder. These are mm-hmm. anonymous asks in a way. Sending out a mass email to all the parents asking them to respond. Fail. Again, 
So the idea then is that nothing replaces a tap on the shoulder. Mm -hmm. Can I press pause for a second? Sure. I feel like those three that you mentioned, what what is it, sending out the mass email, uh, having the clipboards to sign up with everything out there and having the senior pastor yeah. make the plea. Why is it that those are our go-tos? Like how many churches do you think that yeah those are the first three well we need volunteers what should we do well let's have, have the pastor, pastor talk say, about it right. uh, we'll get some things at our sign up <laughs> table outside of the auditorium or wherever you meet yeah. for the big church and then uh, we'll, we'll send out an email to our email list yes and, and usually what happens is they put them all in the cc not the bcc for extra cringe worthiness <laughs> <laughs> right mm -hmm. it's like oh okay they asked this person this person this person yeah 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 so you're asking a great question why in the world do we do this? Mm -hmm. I would say because we think there is this grand, big, bright, easy button. And it doesn't doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. It is there. It, it, it does not exist. It is. It's the mentality sitting in the giant church thinking, oh, they found the easy button. Right. Tell me the secret. Right. Uh, oh, the secret. There's no button. The secret <laughs> is, is that there is no button. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. the secret. I'm having Jeff, flashbacks to our, awesome. our first episode of the podcast where we talked about the do's and don'ts of recruiting yes and like if you check that out if you haven't already because we kind of expand on on this idea but when it comes to a tap on the shoulder i guess what do you say during these shoulder tap conversations yeah so recruiting and volunteer development as we this is the hallmark of everything that we say it comes down to relationship building now i i need to go out i need to interact i need to engage i need to develop relationships with people and out of the overflow this is why because that takes time mm -hmm. it takes time to get inside of people's lives that's what ministry is about mm -hmm. lunches coffee at your house for dinner showing up at their kids baseball thing blah 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 all of these things are present you're being present so out of the overflow of that relationship i can share a vision with them i can share a compelling vision and provide them with an invitation to follow me into a deeper opportunity. This, this invitation is not just to meet a need at the church, but it's also to intersect with God at a deeper way. It's, to, it's an intersection in a deeper way with God's people who you might be serving next to. And a side benefit is the church gets served. Does that mm -hmm. make sense? Yeah, 100%. I think this is, this is an episode we can kind of just dive headfirst into practicality. practicality. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. how, just practically, how would you open a conversation like this? For sure. Well, I've learned both the hard and the easy way. Mm -hmm. Okay. The hard way is to blanketly launch into my vision pitching conversation. Mm -hmm. um, Have I got something for oh, you? Oh, that sounds so <laughs> cringeworthy, mm -hmm. doesn't it? Yeah. Have I got a deal for you? Yeah. yeah so three easy payments of Wednesday nights from six o'clock to uh, 830. You're going to love it. Just show up and do exactly what I say. It'll be fun. I need you. Not. Please. Not, please. Please. Right, right, right. So that's how not to do it, right? But I think that I've been there before where I felt that my persuasion was the ticket. Mm -hmm. Okay. Simply put, here's how I open up that conversation. Hey, Bill, what is God doing in your life? That sounds so open-ended, but it gives me a, a starting point and a reference. What is actually going on in Bill's life? right? I want to hear how Bill's doing. Primarily, I want to be a shepherd. And out of the overflow of what God is doing in Bill's life, I want to invite him, if it seems like a good fit, to serve. Mm -hmm. By the way, have I ever been a part of those conversations that it turned into a full-on shepherding thing and took 
recruiting took a far back seat. Why, of course, because I find out what's happening in these people's lives. And I, I can clearly see that adding one thing to their life would be the worst shepherding move. Mm-hmm. And so it's about people, not about, not about slot filling. So mm-hmm. beyond this, I want to know, hey, wow, I want to know Bill well enough to know his gift set, his abilities, his previous experiences. Um, I want to consider enlisting him in a way that fits who he is and stays away from who he isn't. So it's finding out who is Bill. What's mm-hmm. God doing in Bill's life? Where are you currently right now? Yeah, I lo- building that relationship with him. We're not yes. walking up to strangers, giving the minute and no. a half, 90 second elevator pitch. No. We're building a relationship. You might not talk about volunteering the first. We're getting to know Bill. That's right. And uh, taking it from there. And yeah, if and, you see. Now, I may already know him, but I want to find out. I want to find out what's what's brewing in his soul. Mm-hmm. What's happening right now? How Like, how how is God meeting you at your work? How, like, what is what is happening in your one and only life? Mm-hmm. Right? Are you approaching this leadership opportunity in a way that you're trying to build Bill up? Yes. Or are you trying to build yourself up and, and pull Bill into your ministry, your ministry to make yourself feel more at peace or more comforted or make your ministry have the gears greased. Mm-hmm. Boy, Bill would be great for ge- gre- greasing this. Mm-hmm. And so then is that your end game is to ha- stop? Right? Mm-hmm. It's is it about not, you or is it about building about, leaders and building disciples? Building, that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. And that is a real core issue, heart issue. Mm-hmm. That, that by the way, Bill can see right through that. 100%. <laughs> uh, yeah, just thinking if I'm Bill. Have so I got us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Coming up, uh, getting the pitch. And yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yep. You're t- saying a lot of nice things that you don't know me. Why are you saying all these nice that's things right. to butter me up? Okay. Yeah. And, and people and aren't dumb. No, they're not dumb. And also, Bill. Now, th- this comes back to we've shared this on a previous podcast episode, but I think it's worth saying again. I was out to a lunch, and let's call him Bill, whatever. And I had had gone through my entire pitch, and it was really polished, right? Mm-hmm. And I had invited him to a you know a, a, a secondary leadership role. It was kind of a big ask. We spent the entire lunch meet telling him about this opportunity. It was kind of a one-sided conversation. He asked a couple of questions, but then at the very end, I said, so Bill, what do you think? And I sat there like, this this is, is just right up you're, his alley. You're hearing the music starting to play. You're yes! Like, oh, nothing would make me happier than to leave right. with you. And he said, hey, you know, it's kind of a, he put his head down a little bit, looked down, and he said, it's kind of a, a tough time in our lives right now. Um, my wife uh, actually went in for some tests. It appears as if that this thing has kind of come back and we're going to have to deal with that. In addition, as random as this sounds, her mother-in-law moved in. So we got that going on. Also, I'm not changing jobs, but I'm changing positions within my job and it's going to be a little chaotic. It's going to require a little bit more travel. Wouldn't it have been a better idea if I had opened up with, hey, Bill, how are you? Mm-hmm. What is God doing in your life? And then the, that that thirty minute conversation could have been directed at soothing his soul. Not, yeah, mm-hmm. right. And so shame on on me for putting for putting what I felt was you know the greatest opportunity in the kingdom today <laughs> mm-hmm. for you, rather than realizing the greatest kingdom opportunity was lost by me mm-hmm. to be able to love and administer to him. Now that's. Kind of a hard pill to swallow because I think it's it's really it easy for us to 
yeah, <laughs> kind of put the blinders on for our own ministry and the slots that we need filled, the boxes yes. we need checked, and kind of forget like, oh yeah, these these are real people with real That's lives right. that my job is to build them up. That's and so hopefully wherever we can, they are. Yeah, hopefully okay. we can reframe so, to that point. So why do we much rather have mm-hmm. the senior pastor make the impassioned plea that typically fails or send out the email. Because quite, quite honestly, I've watched so many ministry leaders who don't want to get into the messiness of somebody else's life. Guess what? You stood in the wrong line, friend. Yeah, you should go work at the YMCA <laughs> and be a program director because this is life for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think you brought up that question. Why is our go-to, the, the email or calling someone from a list? We, right. we mentioned that earlier, but it has to do with that like miraculous golden ticket, magic bullet, easy yes. button that we're looking for that I think maybe the hard truth some of us need to not just swallow for the first time, but probably every month or so. I That's think we truth. need to I completely agree, Jeff. remind ourselves of that, but there's there just isn't the easy button that there we want out there. There isn't. And whatever easy button we think, it's, it's really a, a, a colossal fail. Here's the deal. Sadly, a lot of ministry leaders think there's this magic bullet. And the fact is that cold calling somebody ends up being a colossal waste of time. If a leader is looking to be the most efficient, which by the way, I think we all are, cold calling is a surefire dead end. It comes down to individually asking somebody to participate. It comes down to a one-on-one conversation. Get to know people, take them out to coffee, take them out to lunch, ask them what God's doing in their life. And at the end of the day, you know, see if it's a fit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's a great idea. But at the, at the same time, I'll play devil's advocate for a sure. second here. I th- a lot of leaders feel completely overwhelmed while recruiting. Right. There's the kind of the fall calendar. We're coming up on it in the we next sure few months. In the middle of Corona, on top of that, I'm feeling a little overwhelmed, wondering right. what's going to happen with leaders and, and volunteering going forward. Yes. So. It, in, in, if I can interrupt, yeah. what, what mm-hmm. basically people are up against, they're like, I ain't got time mm-hmm. for 16, 45-minute elongated conversations that may end up in me counseling them. Mm-hmm. I, my yeah. job is not counseling. So, yeah, how does, I guess, maybe to add, just bluntly ask, how does a tap on the shoulder not add more to okay. a leader's plate? Very good. So... You may think that you don't have time for rec- relational recruitment. That's the issue at hand. Fair. I totally understand. But what, let me ask you this. Do you know what I don't have time for? I don't have time to waste my efforts on setting up a volunteer display and having the senior leader make a plea and sending out a bulk email that doesn't result in anybody, right? I don't want to follow up a bunch of pathetic, random not going to go anywhere leads that the senior pastor gets me. They usually don't pan out. Those Mm -hmm. are wasted efforts. If I'm going to spend my time, I want to spend it in a way that is the most effective. All of the ways that you can seek to engage and enlist a group of volunteers, nothing produces greater results than a tap on the shoulder. So does it it looks like more work, but I want to work smarter, not harder. I don't want to. I don't want to frittle away my my time on useless things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how, maybe to expand this out a little yeah. more, kind of flip it. What happens? Do you think if you don't recruit through relationships? Well, I. I it's a great question. I think. I think at the at the end of the day, everyone who's listening, including myself, I want to be effective at volunteer leadership. I want to throw out, if it when I do throw out an impersonal 
and super large net, I often get some a pretty miserable catch, so to speak. We end up with poor quality leaders who are often ill-equipped and not gifted in the area that they've just checked a box for. Do you know how painful it is when somebody checks a box and you know nothing about them and now they're in a role for the next 40 weeks and they are a terrible fit? Shame on us for thinking that the easy button was going to produce for us. Because if we're being honest, if we have an easy button for recruiting, we probably have a, a putting air quotes around easy yes. button because we're just trying to make it easier on ourselves. That's exactly right. So we if we end up making more problems. Mm -hmm. So if we have our very own version of an easy button for recruiting, we probably have a lacking easy <laughs> button for training. That's right. And retaining. And so that's why... We find ourselves in the spinning cycle, constant cycle right? of trying to find the people. Oh, but we're not training them that well because we just kind of have this easy button culture. And it's like, all right, fill the slot. You're in. Oh, my word. Go Jeff. kind of uh, the football pat on the back. You're in the game. You're in, buddy. And then they get smashed. They have <laughs> no idea what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And then, then they're, they're gone out. and they never want to do well, it we again. We need another player in the team. And then you spot. go back, circle back again. Easy button. Find mm -hmm. me somebody. Okay. You end up also with misfits. Less, uh, more misfits and less mature leaders. When our baseline criteria for serving is your ability to check a box on a welcome card, you, you literally have no idea what you're getting. And again, you're, you're asking for cleanup on aisle nine. You've not vetted this person. Um, and by the way, having a background check done on somebody is a poor benchmark for their qualifications to serve in ministry. Mm -hmm. That is the lowest lowest level. Okay. We also end up with short-term leaders. We have no real staying power and they end up dropping out basically everything that you've just shared. Not to mention a far, far higher cancellation rate, mm -hmm. right? So in my opinion, um, wow. Tap on the shoulder, put in your time. And by the way, this is a three to five year investment. Everybody out there is like, I, want, mm -hmm. I, I don't have time for that. Well, I, I get it. Do you want to have a successful ministry? It's going to take... You don't, you don't have time not to. That's exactly right. Mm -hmm. No, I, th I think that's really good. Well, it looks harder and, and it appears to take more time. The fact is nothing replaces a tap on the shoulder. That's a good word, Josh. And that wraps up today's episode of the podcast. Hey, if you want a more in-depth look at what we were talking about, some of the resources, call scripts, recruiting resources that we have available on the Lead Volunteers course, we encourage you to check out leadvolunteers.com. You can even sign up, uh, put your email in to sign up for three free videos on how to multiply yourself as a leader. Something I think we could all get behind at times we like this during the corona right. but we wanted you to check out leadvolunteers.com so you can uh, dive in deep and stop that revolving door of ministry that we were talking about just a few minutes ago so that's going to do it for this week and we'll see you back here for another podcast next week 